This week on the show, we take a look at Mark Webber's career. Of course, he'll be driving a Red Bull at Formula One level once again. We look at 1997 and how his career path had developed. Our first special guest of the year and uh, what a great way to kick it off. It's a very good afternoon to Mark Webber. Good afternoon. How are you? Very good. Now, big news you announced on New Year's Day, signing a deal with Mercedes-Benz. Uh, Mercedes That's right. We've uh, had a successful season this year in the UK and we've had a, a phone call or a few phone calls during the year with uh, Mercedes-Benz and the people over there in Germany have been very happy with what I've uh, achieved on the track this year. So we've had a few tests in the, uh, in the sports car and they've been impressed with what they've seen there. So now we are in a, a long-term deal with um, Mercedes-Benz and striving close to the Formula 1. Now I remember when Dario Franchi got the call up from Mercedes-Benz, he was on a tram or on a train somewhere and he thought it was a mate winding him up. Was that the same situation that you faced? Uh, well, I was actually, uh, I had a bit of a heavy night out the night before. Not a heavy night, but I was uh, late was home late. and, and I was a bit sleepy the next day and the phone rang and I thought, oh, but I might let it ring out. I can't be bothered to go downstairs and get it. So I thought, no, I better go down and get it. So I raced down and got it and uh, it was Norbert Haug and he, uh, he said that this is the situation, that Gerhard Berg is sick and Alexander Wurtz is going to replace him and would you like to do the race at Nürburgring? And I'm just... And the sweat started to come already and I thought, gee, this is all a bit quick. So I thought, I'd, I want to talk to a few other people about this first and we'll go from there. So uh, they did also over there and he just got a bit excited about the situation and we waited a bit longer, so he said, OK, we'll definitely do a test then, and then the test went to another test, and now it's gone to a contract, so we're happy. All right, how long the contract for? It's a multi-year contract, mm -hmm. and um, definitely a big step towards Formula One, so it's good for everyone. With the rumours of everybody, uh, well, a lot of the Formula One teams setting up Formula 3000 teams to act as feeders for their Grand Prix teams, is this going to be um, something that Mercedes-Benz are going to be doing, setting up a Formula 3000 team, then sort of shift you from sports cars to the F3 Formula 3000 team? I think how it works over there at this stage is that uh, lots of manufacturers are, are grabbing the young talent while they can and while they're, while they're relatively cheap and um, keeping an eye on them and, and so they've got a, a close, you know, so they've got them under their thumb, so to speak. So uh, now I am in a situation where I can impress uh, in front of the right people at Mercedes-Benz and then from then on it's a very small world over there, uh, very close to Formula 1 so the 3000 thing will be will be very similar I imagine with uh, Prost and a few things like that so um, it's uh, it's good. At the moment uh, Mercedes is only feeding McLaren though their engines, do you know what their plans are because obviously the more engines they feed the more they're going to want to have their drivers driving for those teams. That's right, um, well I think there's a They've still got two more years with McLaren. Uh, they've just picked up the Bridgestone deal there for uh, for McLaren, so that'll be interesting to see how they go uh, at Melbourne at the first race. So it's going to be a good year. Adrian Newey at McLaren. So Mercedes, yeah, they they're always wanting to be with the best manufacturers and the best chassis, and they're doing well in IndyCar as well. So whatever they touch, they do well at. With the sports cars um, and your program for the or for for next year for the forthcoming years anyway, there seems to be some split over in Europe over the um, GTs and the ISCS series, uh, and which races they're actually going to Mercedes-Benz are going to be contesting. Which uh, events are you going to be participating in that you know of? Um, I'm not really sure yet. We've had out in the press here this week that people are saying that I'm doing the whole championship and things like this. I don't actually know that I'm doing that yet. All I know is that I'm a Mercedes junior. Uh, I'm being looked after. I'm in the system there and they're keeping a close eye on me. I don't know what I'm driving and when I'm driving it, but uh, I'm happy. So. But you know you will be driving. 
That's right. Uh, a silver car with a nice three-pointer star on the front. So that's fantastic. Mm. What about Le Mans? Obviously something you'd like to do? Well, yeah, that's uh, obviously something that they can do, whether they will do it or not. Uh, I don't know. No, we are normally the last people to find out, the drivers, so we're, we're poor bastards, that's for sure. What about um, the, 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 Formula 3, or the Formula 3 season, 97, was a particularly good one for you. But the British press, I've got to say, I, I kept my eye in autosport to find, try and find out what you were up to. I mean, I can understand them being biased to a point, but did you ever feel that they were uh, not, not treating you fairly in terms of coverage? Yeah, sometimes we uh, we felt that we were a little bit hardly done by, but the situation was they didn't really know uh, until maybe five races to go that what we were up against a, an uphill uphill battle with the Honda engine. Uh, unfortunately, the Honda was just a little bit off the pace uh, of the other engine manufacturers. So uh, the Honda Honda was very strong to start with, but then it went away a little bit. So uh, that's why maybe we. We struggled with a little bit of results at the end of the year, but we can. I tried to compare myself to Johnny Kane, who also had a Honda. And the people inside the industry, they knew what the score was with uh, with me. You know, we didn't have the the right engine specifications at the start of the year, and you know all the excuses you can use. But it was anyway. It was a good season, and no, there we ended up picking up the rookie of the year. We got a good run uh, with the press in the end, so uh, it was good. What was it, or what was the deciding factor in your mind that made Mercedes-Benz want to pick you for their CLK driving squad? I think they saw a race. Uh, we had the Marlborough Masters in Holland. Excuse now that me. was one Excuse by me. Tom Coronel, wasn't it? Tom Coronel, he's, he's the local Dutchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I qualified eighth, but I made a stu- silly mistake in uh, in qualifying, crashed and qualified eighth, one tenth basically off pole. So the times are very close, very competitive race. And after four or five laps, I was third, and that's where I finished. So I uh, had had a really good run through the traffic there, and um, I think that turned a few heads. And then yeah, sort of next week, I got the phone call to uh, to you know firm things up. So it was mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's a CLK sports car. It's yeah. a good-looking thing. It's yeah. got uh, someone said in the uh, around 640 horsepower, full ground yeah. effect. Yeah. What's it like to drive in comparison to an F3 car? Is it quite different. You know, you've got there's lots of technology in the car. Obviously, uh, the sequential gearbox and the carbon brakes. And obviously, I think it's actually got a bit more than 640, but uh, we'll keep it to that. But it's there's lots of power there. The tyres are very good, and yeah, there's lots of downforce. So uh, the car proved this year very good for. Uh, Alexander Wirtz who drove the car and then every now and again he would pop into the Benetton and out qualify Lacey so it's still a very good training ground and the mm. car is very fast and it's very good in the high speed corners for uh, you know to keep you sharp so it's it's uh, it's lots of downforce and that's the, that's the key to keeping you sharp for Formula 1. What about set up on something like the CLK as opposed to the uh, Formula 3K is there a lot more adjustability and a lot more uh, things you can change or is it much of a muchness? Uh, maybe probably fairly similar they the the engineers at Mercedes obviously they, they take a they deal with it quite heavily uh, in the adjustments which are made obviously in Formula 3 you can uh, express your feelings a bit more about what you want to change on the car but Maybe at, at Mercedes, what I found at the moment is they're a very, very professional team at Mercedes and they work uh, how they want to work, So, uh, and it's proved very successful. So it's fairly similar, uh, but it's it's a single-seater with a roof. <laughs> what about, you hear all these uh, reports of Formula 1 drivers and, and now Formula 3000 drivers and, I guess, CLK sports car drivers, all heading back to uh, the team transporter to devour the data logging. Does that act, I mean, is that a crucial part of being a race driver now, looking at the telemetry, setting up, uh, sitting there for hours with engineers, discussing it all? Yeah, absolutely. In Europe, that's uh, that's a very important part of it 
to uh, of the driver as well to show that you're you're uh, committed and showing that you're wanting at the end of the day the car to go to do the lap times quicker. So and over over any given distance, uh, you should be trying to strive to make the car go quicker. So we do spend a lot of time on the computers. Obviously, I'm still learning the system there at, at Mercedes, but uh, in Formula Three, I, I could be sitting there for quite a long time. Uh, even overlapping my own laps to see where I could improve just in myself and then yeah you can look at you know dampers and things like that but it's important that you don't get too confused. What about the language barrier? Craig Lowndes had enormous problems in the Formula 3000 ranks with um, the Austrian engineers etc etc. Have you had that much of a problem with the Mercedes guys? Um, not really at the moment there are the guys who I need to deal with obviously the engineers and the chief engineers and Okay, some engine and gearbox people, they all can speak very good English, so I'm very fortunate there, but uh, I'm well on my way to learning some German, so uh, it's uh, coming along well. More than einen Bier? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, as usual, the, le- the words you learn first are not the right words, so no. uh, they've, been very, <laughs> good. they've been very good to me. <laughs> Alrighty, what about the PR and, and media responsibilities, working with a major manufacturer like Mercedes-Benz, that'll take up a chunk of your time? Well, it looks like it, yeah, absolutely. They're... Uh, looks like I'll be out here for the Grand Prix and uh, Norbert Haag wants me out here for the Grand Prix and we're going to be doing some promotion out here for Mercedes out here and with, obviously with, the, with Yellow Pages also at the Qantas Grand Prix out here and that's going to be fantastic and yeah then during the year I've already seen, uh, well Bernd Schneider's told me about some of the commitments you have to do during the day to uh, during the week obviously to, to fulfill the sponsor uh, commitments for these guys so it's a it's a job now um, and that's what I've always wanted to strive to do so I'm a professional driver now and it's good. But I hope you had a very happy new year all the best till next time around keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.